The Fed's keenly awaited interest rate decision is due as we publish at 6am Sydney Melbourne time. That is the focus on markets. Although global bond yields were actually falling earlier this morning on weaker than expected jobs growth and slower than expected eurozone inflation. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our deep dive interview, ANZ senior commodity strategist Daniel Hines takes a closer look at US President Joe Biden's momentous decision this week to pause the building of LNG export terminals in the United States, which will make European gas consumers nervous. Now that uh, they've pretty much um, stopped uh, receiving most of the, the Russian gas they have previously been using. In fact, you know, they've got to double their LNG imports um, over the next five or six years, and the US was going to be a key part of that. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, bond yields were falling going into the Fed's decision this morning, which is due at 6am Sydney Melbourne time. Lower than expected US payrolls growth and slower than expected Eurozone inflation dragged down US Treasury yields and German Bund yields. They fell 10 to 15 basis points in the hours before the decision. The Fed is expected to hold the Fed funds rate in its current range of 5.25% to 5.5%. The main focus is reading the decision and then listening to Chair Jerome Powell in a news conference which starts at 6.30 Sydney Melbourne time to find out when the first cut might be. Expectations for a March cut actually firmed overnight to a 60% chance from under 40% the previous day. The two-year Treasury yield, which is seen as a proxy for the Fed funds rate over the next 12 to 18 months, it fell 13 basis points to 4.22%. So that means the markets are expecting about 100 basis points of cuts over the next 12 to 18 months. The US dollar therefore nudged a bit lower ahead of the decision. The Aussie and Kiwi dollars were broadly unchanged at 5am Sydney Melbourne time at 65.96 US cents for the Aussie and 61.42 US cents for the Kiwi. Number two, inflation data for the December quarter in Australia was weaker than expected yesterday largely because of a 0.7% fall in tradables prices. Now, that includes lower fruit, veggie, car and overseas holiday prices. However, domestic inflation, the non-tradable stuff, that remains problematic and was 1.3% for the quarter, says ANZ Australia senior economist Catherine Birch. And actually, the six-month annualised rate is at 5.4%, so still very high. A non-tradables inflation is slowing a lot more gradually than tradables inflation is. And non-tradables inflation is much more affected by what's going on domestically. It's the part of inflation that the RBA has more of an influence on. So they'll certainly be keeping an eye on that. And that strength in some of the domestic pressures still suggests that cuts, rate cuts are still a while off. Number three, but will those rate cuts from the RBA be later in 2024 or earlier. Catherine sees yesterday's data strengthening the case a bit for slightly earlier cuts, although ANZ Research still has the first one penciled in for November. But that said, given that inflation is slowing a bit more quickly than the RBA had forecast, there might be some risks that we may see an earlier commencement of rate cuts. But it's unlikely the RBA would signal this at its meeting next week. 
And we are also still very aware of that strength in non-tradables in services inflation. The RBA will want to see both of those come in sustainably lower before they can be sure that inflation is going to return sustainably to their target band. Number four, there was some market reaction in Australia yesterday to the weaker than expected inflation, especially in interest rate markets rather than currency markets. Here's ANZ rate strategist Jack Chambers. We saw a big drop in rates and increase in expectations that the RBA will ease by year end. So prior to the meeting, markets had been pricing in about 40 points of cuts by the end of the year. They're now pricing around 60 uh, following the data. Number five. Meanwhile, in New Zealand, ANZ's monthly business outlook survey of confidence found a mixed outlook. Confidence about the wider economy rose a bit, but confidence about businesses' own activity was weaker. Here's ANZ New Zealand Chief Economist Sharon Zolmer. So it's good news that businesses are feeling more positive, but it is conditional. And that is, have we had enough pain to be sure that inflation is beaten? Uh, in this survey, we did see uh, mixed bags on the inflation front, I would say. Uh, inflation expectations did take a step lower from 46 to 4.3%, which is very welcome, though obviously still well outside the Reserve Bank's target band of 1% to 3%. Uh, But the proportion of firms expecting to raise their prices in the next three months, that's stubbornly high. It's stuck around the 50% mark. It really needs to get down to more around the 30% mark has been what has been historically consistent with inflation in the band. So away to go. Sharon Zollner there. Now, in our deep dive interview, ANZ senior commodity strategist Daniel Hines takes a closer look at Joe Biden's decision this week to pause the building of LNG export terminals. Daniel says it won't have much effect in the short run, but it's a big deal for the global LNG market, which was dominated by Qatar and Australia up until last year, when the United States became the market leader. This is for projects which are you know, in early stages uh, of design, you know, feasibility studies being done and the like. So this is a medium to longer term move, uh, but but it does present, you know, some question marks over place of LNG in the in the energy mix um, over the over the medium term, and also you know the Europeans, um, you know, would be a little bit nervous. Um, you know, they have uh, a huge hole to fill in terms of their um, gas or LNG uh, requirements now that uh, they've pretty much um, stopped. To receiving most of the the Russian gas they had um, previously been using. In fact, you know they've got to double their LNG imports um, over the next five or six years, and the US was going to be you know a key part of that. So um, that's going to represent, I suppose, a challenge for the Europeans as well. It obviously raises questions about you know the growth in supply of LNG, what um, the um, competing factors impacting uh, that in particular. You know, in this case, it's um, climate change issues which uh, the Biden administration have raised uh, as, a, as a concern over the growth of um, development in that industry. So, um, yeah, it does, uh, I suppose, present some some challenges, uh, you know, for, for developers now. Could you put the US LNG terminals and the growth of exports of LNG from the United States into, into context of, you know, how much US gas was exported previously? and the various competing exporters of LNG around the world, including Australia. Yeah, well, I mean, the US uh, market, um, you know, has virtually um, grown from from nothing only a decade ago. They did have 
in fact, a, uh, a complete uh, ban on the export of uh, energy at, uh, at certain points. So, you know, they're now looking at being one of the, if not the biggest exporter competing with Qatar and Australia, you know, as the world's largest um, exporter. So it's been quite a... Um, phenomenal shift i suppose in the uh, in the energy mix with the us now become becoming a um, you know a significant exporter in the in the global energy market and how might australia's fast growing and very large lng export sector how might it view this change in the united states or at least this pause in the united states well i mean if if we saw this um, this export uh, process uh, result in even further delays. I think it does open up the opportunity for Australian LNG exporters. Um, you know, they have been looking on with concern about the growth, um, you know, in other um, exporters such as Qatar and, and the US. And with uh, prices falling just recently, you know, the economics have been also questionable. So, you know, this uh, does represent, I suppose, a potential window for uh, some of those developers uh, to, to fill if we don't uh, end up seeing the same amount of gas that some of these projects would have uh, delivered. Daniel Hines there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Thursday, February the 1st. Catch you tomorrow with all the detail from the Fed's decision and Chairman Powell's news conference, which starts at 6.30 Sydney, Melbourne time today. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.